Recorded in the studios at Mad Sky and Associates at 125 West Sunbridge Drive in Fayetteville. Produced by Brian Dean, it is time for the fastest hour in high school sports. This is the Ox and Oz Show. And now, here's your host, Mr. Jeff Oxford and Coach Randy Osnes. Alright everybody, Jeff Oxford here and I'm joined by my good buddy, Coach Randy Osnes. Coach, how you doing? I'm doing great. It's, a, it's another week that we get the opportunity to hang out together and talk a little high school sports here in Northwest Arkansas and there's a lot going on. Hey, ask me how I'm doing. I mean, you never ask me how I'm doing. I, I mean, always ask you how you you're know, doing. The greatest thing is, is we talk for probably 35, 40 minutes before we ever actually get this thing going. And one of these days, the, the things that we talk about prior to this really needs to go on to this podcast because I've been wiping the tears out of my eyes for the last 15, 20 minutes. So I know how you're doing, but gosh almighty, Ox, how are you doing? I'm doing fine, Coach. Thanks for asking. <laughs> Thanks for asking, Coach. Hey, let's jump on in. It is week nine of football. It's hard to believe it's week nine of football. But uh, going going through, Coach, let's start, let's start at 7 eight. 7-8 football. Have you got the state rankings? or I mean, are you with us here tonight, Coach, or do you just want me to go ahead I'm gonna, and talk about it? I'm going to let you go ahead and talk about it, and I'm going to go ahead and pull up some information on football because we're really – I mean, we've got – or we have tennis and volleyball, and we're trying to get Coach Bree Jones on here to talk about some cross-country here in a little while. So, if you want to start it off, I'll come right back in. I don't and know we go why we're we bringing Coach – Coach Bree Jones on here because I know all about cross country. Well, I'm sure that you know your ability to run cross country, even even today, even no, if no. we went back, you know, 25 years. Uh, you know, Coach Davis used to tell me about all those days. Coach, 7A football, 7A West football, or whatever this conference they call it up here. You got the Central, <laughs> you got this, but I don't understand because there's so many dadgum 7A teams. There's 16 of them. You know how many 7A basketball teams there are? How many? There's zero. No. Why is that? Uh, there's a lot of a lot of questions that you have that I have no answers for. Okay, hold on just a second here while I make a note to write AAA and ask them <laughs> why there's no 7A basketball. But anyway, 7A football. When you look at this conference up here, and, and I was thinking about this today whenever I was going through looking at the standings. Benville's 8-0, 5-0 in the conference. Benville West is six and two, five and zero oh in the conference. Can you imagine if they wouldn't have split? Can oh, you imagine what that team would be like? Uh, yeah, I mean that's it's amazing with the amount of athletes that are, that are sitting there in the Bentonville School District right now. Um, you know, it, it, Fayetteville still hasn't split. They have an amazing amount of athletes, but you know, and it just. For example, go down and, and talk about Fort Smith even. And, and here's the sad thing. I know I'm going to jump around a little bit tonight, but, you know, uh, uh, Coach Beaumont, who's the new athletic director at Fort Smith Southside, went in and petitioned that, that they would not play, you know, out of conference in comparison to Northside. Um, you know, of course, he is the athletic director for both Northside and Southside. Next year, Northside is going to be playing in the Central, and Southside will be playing up here in the West. So, I mean, you know, that, that's just one of those situations where you're, what, six miles from each other? Yep. And you have a great rivalry, and, and you're not even going to be able to play each other, uh, you know, for a conference title. Uh, they're going to be in different conferences, which is kind of a messed up deal. Can I ask a question? So, is Van Buren going down into the other conference? How's, uh, how's that going to work? You know, I, I have that information. Some places don't have it right here with me. But I know that, you know, Beaumont was named the athletic yeah. director coming in. That was one of his first priorities is, hey, we need to make sure that, that we keep this crosstown rivalry going. And, and from what came out in the newspapers the other day that, you know, they're going to continue to play that game. It, it's just not going to be a conference game. So it's going to be like a Texas and Texas A&M 
playing each other on the collegiate level, just not inside the Southwest Conference. No, no, there's nobody in this room that likes any <laughs> Texas or Texas A&M. Well, I'm just I have no problems with Southside or Northside. <laughs> I wish both of them luck. If Texas plays Texas A&M, the best result would be like a 65-65 tie. There you go. I don't disagree. Yeah. Brian Dean, ladies and gentlemen, he'll be here all week. <laughs> so, when you start going down that 7A and you got Bentonville and Bentonville West, then coming in and, and you got two teams sitting there at three and two, both Federal and Harbor. Uh, Federal's four and four on the year, Harbor's five and three. Then you have Van Buren, who's sitting uh, in fifth spot at four and four with a conference record of two and three. And then you have Rogers, which will get the nod over Springdale, both of them sitting at one and four with Rogers' win over Springdale and Heritage. Um, you know, Heritage is, is 0 and 5. So, when you look at the big games this week, really the, the, the only one in the conference that's a real huge game is Van Buren and Bentonville West. And, you know, of course, them top six in those teams get to go to state playoffs. Everybody gets to go. So, top six go. So, it's a big game there for Van Buren. Well, it is. And, uh, you know, Van Buren has been uh, coming on a little bit towards here at the end of the season. Bentonville West, just like you talked about earlier, though, Bentonville – uh, public school system is just loaded with athletes and uh, you know this time of year Benville West plays very 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 well moving on to 6A of course the only 6A team around here is Siloam Springs and and Siloam uh, I think they go on the road this week they, they go down to Little Rock Hall Siloam is one of those teams that really need a win lost a tough one last week uh, I believe it was El Dorado uh, I believe is who they played um, you know so they're two and six one and four in the conference and they need to right the ship here as their, uh, their playoff chances are, are really dwindling. When you move to 5A, the two teams up in this area, of course, is, is Huntsville and our, our Cardinals. Uh, you know, Farmington 6-2, and 3-2 and two in the conference. Got a big game this week, Coach. They go on the road to Moralton. Moralton's 4-4, four 2-3. Four, Whoever wins this game got a real good shot to be in state playoffs. Well, you know, Brian and I did the uh, did the game Friday night, uh, you know, Farmington and Huntsville, Huntsville at Farmington. And, uh, you know, it was, it was 50 to 7 final score. Uh, Farmington imposed their will on, on Huntsville. And, and Huntsville did have a couple of really good athletes. I enjoyed watching, uh, you know, uh, the, the Wiggins kid play quarterback. Uh, a couple of good athletes out there on the perimeter. They throw the football to him, run it pretty well. Um, just not the, the number of athletes what Farmington had. And like you said, this Moralton game, I mean, if Farmington travels to Moralton, uh, when are this game going to go into the state playoffs? Yeah, that just uh, – unless something crazy were to happen, you know, week 10. Um, you know, Farmington gets uh, Matt Husky and the boys. Um, I, I said Matt Husky. Gabe Husky <laughs> <laughs> and Harrison uh, the following week, and, uh, and, and that's just a machine. Well, so uh, yeah. we got to have this win this coming Friday for Farmington. Well, the machine travels to Huntsville this week. Harrison Harrison got the Goblins. Harrison won in 7 0 and 5, and the Goblins come in 8 0, 5 0. And I believe they're ranked second in the state, I believe. Um, did, did you ever find any rankings? Well, I've got some rankings here on Max Preps. You know, of course, Brian is just the, the team this year. Uh, of course, they came down and. and Took care of business against Fayetteville earlier. Uh, Bentonville in the two spot. And then you go Little Rock Christian, uh, Bentonville West in four, uh, PA, uh, 5A school. It's jumped up here, according to Max Preps, uh, is in the five seat or five spot. And then they still have Greenwood in here, even after losing to Benton this past week. So I'm going to say uh, that this is probably going to be updated. But according to this, uh, overall, you've got Harrison in the 10th spot. So moving on to 4A. And the 4A 
west, coach is a little different this year. When you start there at the top of it, you got shallow eight and oh, five and oh in the conference. Then you got P Ridge at five and three, five and oh in the conference. And then it's just a log jam there. The next four, the next four, four and four, three and two in the conference, grab it. Five and three, three and two, uh, Gentry, which Gentry got a big win last week over Perry Grove. Perry Grove's two at six and two and three in the in the conference, along with Lincoln. It's five and three and two and three in the conference. Then both Green Force and Burville's two and six and zero oh and five. So four teams qualify all that. And if it conference ended today, it looks like it'd be Shiloh, P Ridge, Gravit, and Gentry. That's uh, that's a little different than what we've seen in the past. I mean, PG not not being in that uh, that talk or conversation. That, that's something that you know. I, I guess we'd have to go back and look at the record books, how long it's been since, uh, you know, a pre-group team did not make the state playoffs. Big big game in that conference <clears throat> this week is, is Gravit versus Shiloh. Uh, you know, Gravit trying to stay in that that third spot. Uh, they've got tough tough tasks there taking on Shiloh. Uh, let's look at look look at Elkins, you know, who plays in the, the conference down across the hill. Uh, they I believe they got Dardanelle coming in. Dardanelle 7-1, and 4-1. Four and one in the conference in second place. Pretty sure Ozark is uh, is leading that conference as uh, five and zero. Oh. Elkins sitting at five and three, three and two. So big game for the Elks as they try to solidify their their playoff spot. And they need something good to happen for them. I mean, Ozark is uh, is playing extremely well this year. Well coached, uh, good, fundamentally strong team. Uh, they just do things right. They, they had a little stumble early in the season against a good Clarksville team, uh, but since then they've ride the ship and the way they've gone. Start looking at the 3A, uh, Greenland. Uh, let's see, Greenland's got Paris. Greenland's 4-4, four 2-3 and four, two and three in the conference. Paris 3-5, and 1-4. And, and West Fork has Charleston. West Fork's 0-8, and 0-5. Oh and, and very un-Charleston-like, it's 3-5 and five and 3-2. and two. Yeah, that's uh, that's a little different, kind of like what we were talking about Prairie Grove a while ago. Uh, a little different situation than what they're accustomed to. You're talking about Greenland overall in 3A. They've got them ranked 17th. Uh, like you said, uh, you know, four and four, and, and, and you know, we're going to talk uh, a little bit with Coach Jay Holland later. Uh, actually, I said coach. Uh, he was a coach with me uh, years ago. He's a superintendent at Lamar. Uh, that's a bunch that's doing very, very well this year. And uh, we're going to listen, listen to him talk a little bit about philosophy and, and talking about the difference between uh, coaching 20 years ago, 25 years ago, compared to coaching today. I'll look forward to that. That just That's a guy you and I grew up with. So always, always good to talk to Jay. So, Coach, that pretty much wraps up football. Big week here for week nine. And, uh, you know, then come next week, pretty much you'll have – should have pretty much all the playoff spots kind of figured out. They should. I mean, there, there's always going to be some surprises and some upsets. But uh, I, I would think with the, with the schools that we uh, like to talk about, uh, things should be pretty much cut and dry. I'm going to go ahead and call it on the 7A. Everybody makes it. <laughs> there you go. Huh? It's pretty close, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, yeah. We, we kick one. Yeah. All right, well, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Make sure to stay tuned for the Ox and Oz Show with Jeff Oxford and Randy Osnes. You can now get your print on at the Ozarks. As if the Ozarks didn't offer enough, they now offer custom printed tees and embroidery in-house. That's right, in-house custom printed tees and embroidery. Have an upcoming event? Need to showcase your school pride? The Ozarks has you covered. The newest and best equipment on the market ready to print high quality designs and graphics on almost any surface now at the Ozarks. The direct-to-garment printers print into the fabric itself to prevent cracking and peeling with the best color and quality to boot. 
print on tees, canvas, leather, denim, and so much more. To top it off, the Ozarks embroidery machines produce high-quality results to display your logo with pride. The holidays will be here before you know it, so hurry on into the Ozarks and get a jump start on all your design ideas today. And while you're there, shop the best brands in women's and men's clothing lines and footwear. Dress with the style everyone desires, all at the Ozarks. Located inside Ozark Outpost and Ozark Sportsman Supply off Highway 412 West, barely out of Springdale in Tawnytown. With high school sports from all around Northwest Arkansas, the Ox and Oz Show with Jeff Oxford and Randy Osnes. All right, everyone, we're back. Jeff Oxford joined by Coach Randy Osnes on the Ox and Oz Show. Uh, forgot to tell everybody, hey, email us. If you got something you want us to do, email us, oxandoz at gmail.com. That's O-X-A-N-D-O-Z at gmail.com. And I think, hey, Coach, let's go ahead. Let's talk some tennis. I am going to talk some tennis. And I will tell you, prior to getting into the tennis part of it, we had an opportunity. Well, we read some emails earlier this week. Had some coaches, uh, you know, email us about things that they liked on the show. And, and we appreciate all these guys uh, letting us know how they feel about it. And uh, had some great comments. I do, Brian, I got to tell you this. You were late getting in here tonight. Brian Dean produces the show. He was a little late. Of course, shrimp and grits at home tonight. So, you know, we couldn't get him out of the house quick enough. But... Our, our beloved Jeff Oxford gets a spam call prior to you getting here. Right. And so he, he's trying to talk to this guy, and he's explaining to the guy that, hey, my house just got robbed. Can you hang on just a second? He acts like he's talking to the police officer. He explains with, with a muffled voice where he shot the guy in the corner. <laughs> and then he comes back on to the guy and says, okay, I can talk now. And the guy says, I think I'm going to let you go. <laughs> it was the greatest call. I mean, all the things that you can do with the spam guy. I just, I just delete mine. You know, I just go right away from it. And what's he do? He goes right over there and, sh- and it starts doing that. Hey, hey, Jay Leno, you ready to go ahead and start talking about tennis now? I knew there would be a one-liner coming back yeah, from that. Yeah. So let's talk about tennis. And, and, of course, you know, it has been a while since uh, since they've played uh, the state tournament. October 14th, 15th, uh, 6A was at Harbor High School. Uh, Jackson Davis comes up with the uh, singles championship. He, he played against uh, Hayden Shoemake of uh, Benville West. Uh, once again, Jackson Davis was the state championship. 6A boys double. Uh, had Clarity and Swope from Harbor, and, and they played uh, Abstance, and I can't even say it, DeJerka from Central. So you got Connor Clarity, Hayden Swope, state champions, 6A doubles from Springdale Harbor. Moving on to the girls in 6A. Once hey, again. what's taking so long right there? Well, because the computer that I have tonight is yeah. working a whole lot slower. I ever tell you about the time I played tennis? <laughs> no, I think that would be really good. Boys, we don't have enough time. It wasn't, it wasn't good. <laughs> Presley Sutherland, Mount St. Mary's, takes the girls' singles, 6A. Uh, 6A doubles. You've got Jenna Bonart, Grace Luders from Rogers, and I know I messed that up. And I hate that. That's, see, that's what we we need to do. You and I, we need to challenge somebody to doubles, a tennis doubles match. Oh, my goodness. Nah, I don't know about that. I yes. Mean, in college, when I played tennis, I mean, of course, the, the campus was configured a whole lot differently. You know, my last year, I came up here at the University of Arkansas, and I had a tennis class with Janet Forbes. Now, in our minds, the deal was if we bought tennis balls, we should be able to do with what we want. Sure. with those tennis balls. And I can't remember the name of the dorm that was just right there in front of those tennis courts. 
But my goodness, it was eight, ten stories tall. We used to see, and Barry Lunny was in there too with us, we used to see if we could hit the tennis balls over the top of that dorm room. Where were the tennis courts at that point? Uh, across the street from Leverdale Elementary. Right there across from that dorm. Was you not that, paying that attention? That was back in the day. See, that he was still probably in like junior high or elementary no, no, in Texas oh, at that time. Yeah, no, 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 because I now remember, I remember the tennis courts. Uh, was it Pomfret? No, Pomfret's down the, the hill, but we're talking softball. the one up on top up of on the, top the hill. hill. Leverett Elementary. No. He, he doesn't know. Let's get back to tennis. Did you, when you oh, was at goodness. the U of A, did you even walk around campus? <laughs> did, did you? Did you did find you out where Fayetteville was? Did you actually <laughs> walk around anywhere? <laughs> yes, I did. Hey, did I miss seven A tennis? No, you. Uh, you <laughs> we had to do six A because there was no seven A. Oh, and that's we're, right. We're I'm sorry. Get back Go into ahead. That five A. Only football. Yes. Only football. I apologize. Yeah, here we go. Okay. In 5A tennis that took place at Lakeside High School, uh, Hot Springs Country Club, Eric Richardson of Jonesboro wins the singles match. He is state champion. And then with boys doubles, you have Evan Hurt, Jonathan Barber from Jonesboro. Yeah. Uh, well, Jonesboro's pretty good tennis place. Uh, with 5A girls singles, Jenna Payne. Guess where Jenna Payne's from? Plasky Academy. How about Jonesboro? Oh, my I bad. I mean, Jonesboro. Jonesboro. <laughs> That's right. Plastic Academy, they're 4A. They're, they're, they're 4A. My bad. We'll get to that here in a minute. Okay. We do have uh, girls doubles, Sarah Godfrey, Macy Hyde from Mountain Home. They win the girls doubles state championship. There you go. Mountain Home Bombers. Mountain Home Bombers. Bombers and Bomberettes. That's, yep. that's where my yep. wife went to high school. That's kind of a cool mascot, Bombers. I, I agree. Le here we go right bombers. here. 4A boys singles. Yep. Uh, University of Ozarks in Clarksville. Uh, Foster Rogers, Plaska Academy, wins the boys single state championship. From where? PA, Plaska Academy. Okay. Okay. 4A boys doubles. Yep. Guess where? Plaska Academy. Yeah, because in the semifinals, here you go, you have Elliott Lewis versus Burton Rogers, both doubles teams from PA. Uh, Connor Elliott and Jack Lewis take the, uh, take the doubles match, state championship from PA. Uh, 4A girls singles. Uh, Plaska Academy. Now you actually have Sydney Rogers from uh, – from Valley View. That's what I'm talking about. Girls singles, state champion. Yep. yep. Uh, for a girls doubles. Now, you could probably guess this one. Plasky Academy. Plasky Academy. And I'm going to butcher this. Hey, Kelly Waters, I'm going to try to pronounce Enunciate. <laughs> oh, you got to do it. Kelly. Kelly, Kelly Waters. Waters. There we go. Okay. There we Kelly go. Waters. <laughs> Who coaches in Springdale now? We're going to yeah. make sure that Kelly, when she's listening to this, will definitely get an email and a phone call and whatever yeah. else. Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my goodness. I'm just going to call these young ladies by the last name. Okay. Heshmet and Tan from PA get the uh, state championship for girls doubles. 6-3-7-6-7-2. There you go, bud. You got it. Sounds like a it. locker combination. <laughs> huh? Oh, 3A. Let's move down to 3A. So, at Burns Park, Burns Park Tennis Center. That'd be in Little Rock. In Little Rock. Keaton Dessinger from Episcopal. Wins the state championship in tennis singles. There you go. And then moving on to three A boys doubles. Sydney, there it is again. Dassinger, Sydney Dassinger, Teddy Jones, both from where? That same place as that last one. <laughs> Episcopal. Yeah. <laughs> we got to make sure that we pronounce these correctly yeah, for, for who? Kelly. <laughs> for Kelly Waters. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Girls single. Hannah Jackson, where do you think she's from, Ox? They all rode that same bus. Well, they sure did. Episcopal State Championship Girls Singles. Yep. Girls Doubles. Burns Park. Hey, now this I'm not real sure of. Brianna Phillips and Barbara Phillips. And uh, uh, what school are they from? Lisa. Lisa, there you go. That's awesome. Moving hey, on. Lisa, Lisa. 
<laughs> you you did. You Listen, did, Lisa. <laughs> you did pronounce it correctly. And here we go. Into a Eddie Hunter Haas Hall from Bentonville wins the state championship boys singles. There you go. There's there's one coming back there's to Northwest North, Arkansas. Northwest Arkansas. We like yep. that. And boys doubles. And once again, Carlos Casola and Maxim Chadwick, Chadwick from Haas Hall Bentonville yep. wins boys doubles. And on to the girls singles. All this being played at Allen Park in Jonesboro. Uh, once again, Hossall, but this time at Fayetteville. Lena Cashman takes state championship. Yeah. Girls singles. Girls doubles in 2A. Uh, same place, of course, Riverside. Allen Park in Jonesboro. You have Alexa Farmer, Alexis Evans, both Hossall from Bentonville. So six Hossall, three six one. Yeah, Hossall cleaned up. See, now, I think you and I need to play somebody in doubles in tennis, but there's probably a good – Chance you and I end up in a fight. Well, I mean, we do the like first time we do you like hit me in the back of the head. <laughs> Would it be on purpose? I mean, that's what <laughs> yeah. we're thinking. Yeah, it'd be a good time. Be a really you, good time. Have you ever really spent some time and watched tennis? Uh, it's hey, they're phenomenal. And the amount of uh, I mean, side to side action, and, and it's just hey, our kids. It's amazing the amount of numbers that we have just at Farmington for tennis, and I'm sure it's the same way at, at all. All schools, and definitely you can see a lot of these private schools in here that are you know, huge in tennis. The, you know, I can't stop as quick as they can. I mean, they run way over here, and then all of a sudden they're back over here. You know, no. I've, I have played a little bit of tennis. I'm sure the brakes don't work like they used to. No, <laughs> no, they do not. I need to upgrade. So that's our, that's our tennis. Uh, we, we don't have the overall. We're going to go ahead and give you the overall next week. Uh, I think we do need to uh, probably take a break before we, we talk to Bree Jones, uh, the Farmington uh, coach for cross country. And, uh, and I know uh, uh, she, she's waiting for us. And we'll take a little break here, Brian, and then we'll come right back to that. Yeah, go ahead and take a break, Brian. <laughs> Make sure to stay tuned to the Ox and Oz Show with Jeff Oxford and Randy Osnes. You can now get your print on at the Ozarks. As if the Ozarks didn't offer enough, they now offer custom printed tees and embroidery in-house. That's right, in-house custom printed tees and embroidery. Have an upcoming event? Need to showcase your school pride? The Ozarks has you covered. The newest and best equipment on the market ready to print high quality designs and graphics on almost any surface now at the Ozarks. The direct-to-garment printers print into the fabric itself to prevent cracking and peeling with the best color and quality to boot. Print on tees, canvas, leather, denim, and so much more. To top it off, the Ozarks embroidery machines produce high-quality results to display your logo with pride. The holidays will be here before you know it, so hurry on into the Ozarks and get a jump start on all your design ideas today. And while you're there, shop the best brands in women's and men's clothing lines and footwear. Dress with the style everyone desires, all at the Ozarks. Located inside Ozark Outpost and Ozark Sportsman Supply off Highway 412 West, barely out of Springdale in Tawnytown. All right, everybody. And she's come back to Farmington, and God bless her. Very happy to have her. You know what she coaches? Uh, cross country. My favorite sport. <laughs> <laughs> that, even, that even got a laugh out of me. 
Coach, how you doing? I thought you were really good at it. <laughs> I was really good at it. There's, I had a bunch of records, but there was a fire, and all all the documentation of my records got destroyed in that fire. So we, Rudy, so we just had to start. We had to start over. We the only records he had were Johnny Cash and that you know, so that's, <laughs> that's why you're just an acquaintance, not a friend. <laughs> All right, hey, hey, Coach Jones, if you if you would go ahead and tell us uh, about your team and, and what you got coming up this week. All right, so we have our conference meet coming up tomorrow um, in Prairie Grove, Arkansas, so down the road. Um, last year, our junior boys took home first place, and um, all last season they won first, won first, and. They got second for the first time um, in Berryville in the season. Um, my senior high team so far have brought home some hardware probably for the first time um, in a few years. So that's, that's big time. My senior boys got first at our um, Springdale meet recently. Um, and senior girls are bringing home hardware. So that's always big time. Um, like I said, junior boys have been consistent on winning and my junior girls um have also been bringing home consistently hardware this season so when we're going into conference this week i'm looking for the same thing they they've been competing really well this season um we've had some overcome some injuries and um have missed some practices just saving up for for this event so you, you we're, said we're you, you were talking about senior high and also junior high. So you coach not only the senior girls and senior boys, but you also coach the junior high boys and junior high girls. Yep, I've got seven through twelve boys and girls. Oh my goodness! How many how many athletes do you have in the cross country program? Um, this this season I had close to sixty. I oh think fifty eight. Oh, that that's phenomenal numbers. That's that's amazing. That's, it is really great to have so many kids involved in this. So and so, and so conference starts tomorrow at Prairie Grove. What, what do you guys run at in Prairie Grove? So they have a uh, a course behind their new high school. They they've changed it. I became the coach last year, so apparently they've changed it all three years. Um, but this course is pretty smooth. There's a couple hills, but. Prior to this, the beginning of season, we went to Fort Smith. We went to Berryville to kind of prepare for some hills for um, conference. So this should be nothing compared to those. Well, I would <clears throat> I would have lost the bet there. I would have thought they ran at Battlefield Park over there, but I was, I was the same way. Yeah. That's what I thought. I didn't know. So you said they they've changed the course every year for the last three years. I think so. They so when you do a course, you have to measure and you have to get it all groomed for it so there's there's a lot that goes into having a meet um but they have had to adjust the length i think is why they've changed it so much but so i think they've got a course that's actually um the right length this year so uh, you know none of us sitting here of course have never ran cross country i mean ox claims that he has i have coach but, but anyway so you go to the conference meet tomorrow at prairie grove and, mm -hmm. and and you get there how far are we going to run what's the distance so senior boys, senior girls, they run a 5K, and uh, junior boys and junior girls, they run two miles. Yeah. 
<laughs> It'd be great if this was actually on, on video right now because Oxford is shaking his head like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> Coach, last week we we brought up uh, – we, we were talking about your um, – your meet from the Prairie Grove Tigers Invitational and also the Springdale one, and and you were talking about the amount of amount of um, athletes that you have. And looking back and thinking back to that conversation that we brought up, um, we brought up some names like Joel Tidwell and Macy Reese, and and then which kind of ventured us down a conversation a little bit about the crossover athlete and how how we're starting to see some of Coach Johnson's girls crossover into cross country and that sort of thing. And Joel Tidwell has been actually doing uh, really well as far as placing uh, for you. So talk about that a little bit. Yeah, so I have, um, I did, (laughs) I want to say recruit, but really she just decided on her own. Um, Joel decided to run cross country, which I'm super excited. She has placed at multiple meets. Um, she's just a freaking athlete. It doesn't matter what she does. She's going to be great at it. She's just that kind of kid. Um, but she, this, this sports, you have to be pretty mentally tough. You know, when you're tired, you got to keep going and not at a slow pace. And she, she does that. Um, another one that's, um, a dual athlete is Addie Castle from, she's a volleyball player. Oh, she, she um, plays she, a little softball, too. Oh, yeah, she, oh, yeah, she does play a little softball. Sorry, she she's is, a pretty good pitcher. She, she is also a stud. She's another kid that's just a go-getter, a grinder. Um, she misses a lot of practice because of volleyball, but she does a lot on her own, and she comes out there and competes. Um, and then uh, my senior high boys, I don't have too many that play multiple. Carson Deering does. He does a great job. Um, I've got some football players, which is, that's really hard to come by. Those are very, very rare because it is hard to play Friday night and wake up Saturday morning. Um, so I, my numbers definitely go down between junior high to senior high because of, because of that sport, those sports. We've got to pick and choose a little bit, but for junior high, um, some of those basketball girls, Addie, um, Lindsay, um, Jordan Payne, Justine Davidson, um, Jenna Culpepper, those are all basketball girls, Kate Polly, Gabby McBurnett, and they have they have done phenomenal. They have a lot of them have meddled. Um, Jordan Payne, she's got first multiple times. She she has done a really great job for the cross country. Hey, 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 Coach Jones, and you know, yep. Coach Osmond stole my question. How far are you? I just want you to know I come prepared tonight, and I had some questions. So here's my question. I got. I'm gonna go to question number two since Coach Osmond stole my question. Question number two: When you are at a cross country meet, and okay. in order for the team standings, how many? How many of your kids can place, or how many can you have out there at a time to make up a team? So cross country is one of those great sports that everybody participates, kind of, but the way they do their scoring, the top five times are what you're looking at to get your scoring. So... 
you, Coach Adams, you and I would never score. No, we wouldn't score. No, we'd never I'm to, score. I, I want to make sure it's kind of like talking <laughs> with Coach Howard, and we, you know, you, you talked about Coach Feeling and and so on, trying to explain the sport to us. The guys that are football minded, softball, baseball, yeah, you know, basketball, old leather helmet, people. leather helmet days. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So let's say let's say that we take twenty uh, twenty kids to a mm -hmm. meet, and and all five of your kids out of twenty, or five kids out of your twenty, come in first through fifth. You take all the points, of course, correct? Can can you can we score? Can we well, can we enter twenty? How many points you get for first? Okay, here we go. We're multiple questions again. Yes, we're firing <laughs> away. You get like whatever your place is, you get that point. So like, for example, I have a, a boy that will get first, and then another school will get second, third, and so those top five runners, if your personal team, are what gives you that score. It's, I don't know how to explain it. It's 15. Good. I understand. <laughs> yeah, well, okay. We're, we're, 5 we're, plus 4 <laughs> plus 3 <laughs> plus 2. Oh, there you go. 9, yeah. 14, 15. So 15. But my, my question is, how many can we enter? Because why, why couldn't so, we just go ahead and then just, you know, really just throw in 50 kids? Honestly, yes, you can do that, especially with the junior high groups. When you go to state, you'll narrow that down. Um, you can only take 9, but... Um, okay. That's a really competitive meet is when you go to state. But at the other meets, if I say this all the time. People, when I tell my friends that I coach cross-country, they laugh because I'm not a runner myself. But the running community, the cross-country community is insanely awesome. When you go to a meet, there are just loads and loads of kids that have woke up at the butt crack of dawn to go run. And I, it sounds crazy, especially to um, you guys, I'm sure. <laughs> but, <laughs> there, there's a, she, that's a shot across the bow. Yeah, I can, well, I was just sitting here thinking that she said she's not a runner. I said it really don't matter because you coach golf and you're not a golfer. I've seen you play. So, I mean, that's you don't have true. to be very true. the best at your sport to be able to coach it. But, but you're, you're right, Coach Jones. You will not see me get up at dawn and go run. <laughs> you will not see me at 1030 in the morning or any other time during the day go run. Reed tells us otherwise, though. Uh, the, she ladies and gentlemen, Brian to, Dean. She says you run to the kitchen table yeah, for breakfast. Yeah, twice. I do, have, I do have one other question. You know, I know here a while back, one of the premier events in northwest Arkansas is Chili Pepper. Uh, and, and it's a college event, it's a high school event, and I believe, isn't it still just a junior high also to go along with those? Do you still run junior high chili pepper? Yes, the chili pepper is a phenomenal event. They do a great job. They give a lot of money back to the cross-country um, teams in northwest Arkansas, so it, it has helped us out tremendously. Um, so, But it, it is it's huge. I mean, everybody and anybody... Anybody cross country is there. It, teams from Texas are there, Oklahoma. Oh, who's they some, are some who, phenomenal. Yeah. Who are some of the schools in Northwest Arkansas that are just phenomenal as far as the cross country goes? Um, the teams that I have seen really stand out. Um, Rogers has done a really great job, especially their senior high boys. Um, Siloam is dominating in size their program has done a great job getting kids involved they if you go to me and Siloam is there you know that they're there they've got a, like two tents there they have a lot of kids and and a lot of athletes they're junior boys and um, we went to Berryville and they placed they medaled the top 15 in that meet 
And I'm pretty sure 13 or 14 of them were Siloam, and oh, one wow. was Farmington. They they just have done a really great job with that program in Siloam. Um, Harrison Senior Girls, that coach, has done a great job with them. They will be a tough competitor when we go to um, our conference meet tomorrow. Um, Elkins and the new school, they they come out and compete even though they're a much smaller school and they have their small numbers. And uh, they yeah. will Elkins have plenty a, of kids medal. Yeah, Elkins has always been phenomenal. Yeah, and yes. especially girls, correct? <clears throat> Uh, same, yeah, way, they, same way with Burble. They have Burbles. a lot of kids involved. Yeah, yeah Burble's won several state championships. That's that's uh, that's pretty amazing. So, hey, Coach Jones, we appreciate you taking the time to join us and to uh, answer some questions. And and um, I ho we, we wish you luck tomorrow and on in state and uh we may uh we may we may ask you to come back some other time because we're still trying to figure out why anybody would enjoy running <laughs> so but coach you're gonna have to come to a meet and find out well i i have been i have been to a cross country meet and people don't people really don't understand in northwest arkansas if you don't go see uh, a big track meet like that you are missing out because uh, you will see some of, the, especially these ones where you have some college programs, uh, you know, running. Because uh, you, you're missing out on some of the best track athletes, not only in the state but in the world, uh, that come in into federal to run. So, hey, we appreciate your time. Good luck tomorrow, Coach Isaac. You got anything? Hey, good luck to you, Coach. I, I, I still think it's phenomenal. You have 60 athletes, and, and, and the job you're doing with all them is, is great. For a minute, just keep up the good work. Thanks, guys. All right, thank you. And we'll be right back with the Ox and Oz Show with Jeff Oxford and Randy Osnes. You can now get your print on at the Ozarks. As if the Ozarks didn't offer enough, they now offer custom printed tees and embroidery in-house. That's right, in-house custom printed tees and embroidery. Have an upcoming event? Need to showcase your school pride? The Ozarks has you covered. The newest and best equipment on the market ready to print high quality designs and graphics on almost any surface now at the Ozarks. The direct-to-garment printers print into the fabric itself to prevent cracking and peeling with the best color and quality to boot. Print on tees, canvas, leather, denim, and so much more. To top it off, the Ozarks embroidery machines produce high-quality results to display your logo with pride. The holidays will be here before you know it, so hurry on into the Ozarks and get a jump start on all your design ideas today. And while you're there, shop the best brands in women's and men's clothing lines and footwear. Dress with the style everyone desires, all at the Ozarks. Located inside Ozark Outpost and Ozark Sportsman Supply off Highway 412 West, barely out of Springdale in Tawnytown. With high school sports from all around Northwest Arkansas, the Ox and Oz Show with Jeff Oxford and Randy Osnes. All right, everybody, Jeff Ox Oxford back. I can't even say my Kelly Kelly Waters. Kelly Waters. Kelly I can't Waters. even pronunciate my name. I can't wait to get the phone calls and emails from Kelly yeah. Waters. Yeah, yeah. That's going to be so all right. fun. Jeff Oxford, Coach Randy Osnes, and our producer Brian Dean. Brian. Yes, sir. Tell, tell us tell us about our sponsors. Well, we'd definitely like to give a big shout out and a thank you to Mad Sky and Associates and also Ozark Sportsman Supply. Uh, donating some some extra extra additives for us. I guarantee you. Hey, Coach, let's finish up today's episode. Let's talk about let's talk about 
off-season sports like summer baseball, softball, AAU basketball, football, uh-huh. all these things. And the reason I say it, I, I, wanted, I read this thing where a coach, a peewee coach, got offended by another coach uh, on, that was coaching, they was coaching the same team, and he thought that his this coach had disrespected his son, so he put him in he put him he put him in a sleeper hole. He put the other coach in a sleeper. Yeah, hole. put him in a sleeper hole, and then they pulled him off of him, and then the video ended with both of them pointing at each other and headed toward the parking lot. Well, there you go. It happens. Yeah, <laughs> it definitely happens. Well, I know you know you you play college basketball, and I'm sure that besides playing high school basketball and so on, you probably played something like AAU. I mean, was there an AAU? Back then, in the days of leather helmet back, football, well, hey, we I, mean, I was shooting into a peach basket. I mean, it was that the we, case? We played indoors. Okay. And but I will say this: when I was in high school, it was kind of the early stages of AAU. We put together a team uh, when I was a senior and went and played at Little Rock. Just seven of us guys, or was four of us that went on to play college ball. Just friends from a, from right here, Federal Perigrove, you know, Lincoln, whatever. Uh, we went and played. Uh, we had a great time. Uh, but AAU ball from the mid-80s to AAU ball in 2018, 2019, i got to be honest with you, Coach, I don't like it. Well, I mean, Kevin and I, my brother, Kevin Osens, uh, we coached uh, Arkansas Knights for the first two years prior to me getting the Farmington job. Uh, it was back when I was actually volunteering at Farmington, still going to school and so on. And, and we coached uh, guys like Ian Hardaway, uh, Josh Smith from Prairie Grove. Had some great athletes. I mean, it, uh, Kevin put together, you know, a few plays here and there. My main job was let's go out and find these kids that can play, see if they're interested in playing for us. Here's what we're going to do. Here's how we're going to do it. Um, there really wasn't anything. I mean, these kids even paid their own way as far as when we spent the night and so on and a lot of things because we didn't fundraise a whole lot. Uh, Kevin threw him a jersey, and away we went and we played. The, the thing that I'm hearing these days, and I know it happens in summer league baseball and softball and so on, is the amount of money that's involved in these programs. And you probably have more knowledge of this than I have. Well, Coach, I I don't – when I say I'm not a fan of it, here, here's why. First off, you, you when you talk – just let's just talk about basketball. Let's just stay on basketball just okay. a second. All right. You start looking at the AAU coaches now, and then you start hearing college coaches, and they're talking about handlers. Oh, yeah. That's... You know, these, these, these are handlers. So my point is, if you're going to take a team of kids and you're going to coach them, the whole goal is to make them better. I agree. It's not to further yourself. Exactly. And it shouldn't be to further your son or your daughter. It should be to further all of them. And what you see now is, is not that way. And it doesn't matter. You can, you can jump to other sports and you see the same thing. But it's, it's very unfortunate because there's a lot of people out there that do it right. Very true. But there's some coaches that don't. And those are the ones that are running it for everybody. And, you know, you and your brother coaching, I mean, of course, I know you guys and I know how you are. But well, the big thing for us then was the fact that we were trying to get as much college, college, as much coaching experience as we could, whether it be in basketball, whether it be in football, whatever it was. I mean, I was volunteering football at the time. I helped out with Jay Holland and, and, and Ron Bond and those guys in, in track. I mean, anything and everything I could put on a resume, hey, I helped these guys out to try to get a job, we did. What gets me is you're talking about these handlers, and, and to me that's just that, that's phenomenal. When these college coaches come in, and I know I've, I've seen it from a high school standpoint and so on, and I understand it in other sports also, 
are they going to the handlers to talk to them about this kid or are they going to the high school coach and saying hey look we're, we're really interested in this kid i mean it, it, is it 50 50 what what's the what's the situation with that well it depends it depends on which which program it is you know every every one of them i mean you read about it every year every it seems like every investigation in the ncaa in basketball starts out with illegal recruiting somewhere somebody had illegal recruiting and then you dig deeper in it and so and so gave so and so money to get this kid to come play for him you know so it's so you're you're, re- you're referring to like the Adidas situation that's been going on for the last couple of years yes the, no, maybe y- yes okay you know and, and it's it's unfortunate you know because I think back to uh, back when when I played we didn't play because we were trying to get to Duke. We played because we loved basketball. You just want to play the game. And you, we wanted to go play against people we'd never played before. And there's something about being able to walk into a gym and be seven guys that look like you couldn't even play a video game. <laughs> and then they throw that ball up, and all of a sudden it's showtime. So, you know? so what do you think, I mean, as far as – uh, let's say Randy Isaacs' grandkids are ready to go play AU basketball someplace. Where do I take them? What do I do? I mean, uh, is it an upward bound situation? Is it, you know, yes, I want them to play elementary ball, junior high ball, high school ball, but, I mean, is there an advantage to going out and playing for an AU? Well, let me team? ask you this, Coach. Are you going to use it? Are you going to use that program to better your grandkids as far as fundamentals, or are you using that program as a babysitter? Uh, in all honesty, for me, I mean, I want to be around them. I want to see them play. I want to see them have a good time. Well, then, well, then you go to any of them. You know, you go to any of them, and you can see. You can tell. But but as much as I'm dinging on summer coaches here and some of the ones that are bad, some of the parents got to take some of the heat on this, too. You know, you can't just pull up in front of a gym, drop your kid off, and come back two hours later. So so there's a lot of the babysitting service going on yeah, there, also a lot of these programs. That's right. And so it's not just these programs. I mean, I see what you're talking about. I see it. Like in summer league baseball, summer league softball. I mean, all of a sudden, you know, you look out there and there's, there's the two coaches and there's maybe one person in the stands yep. and that's probably a wife or a husband of whoever's out there coaching, um, and all the rest of these kids until you know, until whatever time practice okay. over with. I, am I, okay, I'm, I'm getting off on a high horse. Never mind. I, no, I'll go I'm, backwards. I am glad. I'm glad you brought up baseball. <laughs> I, I really am. Baseball and softball, and I can. I, and of course, you, you, we all know your your softball background, and you're a tremendous coach. So I never question anything about that. But I can put baseball and softball summer teams kind of in the same boat here, and we can talk about them together. Baseball, at a certain age, when they're let's say when they start out in t-ball, I think it's great. Every kid bats every inning, and every kid plays every position. And then as you move up, Coach, when you get 12 or 13 years old, it's pretty evident that this kid is not going to be a shortstop. Okay. But because his dad is coaching, <laughs> we're going to play him at shortstop. There we go. That was one where you're going with that. Now or, all of a sudden, we're, we're going to pitch him. Right. You know, and I've never got paid a penny to coach. But I've coached football, and I've coached basketball, and I've coached baseball. My whole thing was that when we got done, I wanted people to think that I was probably harder on my kids than I was theirs. Yeah, so, is, that the right, is that the right way to be? I well, mean, because yeah. I, I've dealt with a lot of kids, you know, and had a lot of coaches' kids play for me and so on, and, and coach on a staff where, you know, one of the coaches' kids were playing. I mean, everybody knows. It, it, 
it's funny, especially junior high and high school coaches. And I know I'm getting off subject here, but we'll we'll reel our, we'll reel me back in here in a minute. But every coach that I've ever been associated with in junior high and high school want to win. Now they want to do right by kids. Ninety nine percent of them want to do right by kids, but they want to win. And you hear this saying, okay, well, so and so is getting played because his daddy does this, or his daddy does, this, or his mama does this. You know. I think the best 11 is going to be out there on the football field. I think the best nine is going to be out there on the baseball and soccer. Okay. Well, that's that's yeah, just yeah. me. Yeah, no. I, think, I think here's the di- – I mean, for, to me, here's the difference between, you know, the junior high and high school coaches, For you know, not so much at the college – I mean, not maybe not so much at the junior high and high school level but as it is in the college level. But for me, looking at your standpoint from being a high school softball coach, your job – is to put the best product out on the field to hopefully win a district title, conference title, and then move on to state. And, state and I know that's a long way off from but, the topic that we started sure. with. I just I had some situations come up over the last couple of weeks where I heard that hey, so and so plays here because that kid or that parent does this. Right. That's not right. Oh, well, they're, they're trying to win ball games. Yeah, exactly. And I think for me, where where the lines got to be drawn is for for summer ball teams and that sort of thing. I mean, I take the approach of where what does that foundation look like with the with the girls or the boys that I'm coaching and let's see how I can better them as as a as a player and as a you know as a person as a whole and if we win great I want to win don't get me wrong and I want my team to be undefeated and win the end of the season tournament and that sort of thing but then you've got the others that are out there that is just no you know no bones about it they want to win, and it's going to be their way or the highway. And then when they get to when their girls or boys get to the 14, 15 year old age group, right before high school starts, they can start playing high school sports. And you ask them, hey, how many of you can know how to slide properly? And not not but two or three out of the 16 that you have raise their hand and say, I know how to slide, and this is how you do it. Well, we got real serious there. I mean, we changed the subject there, and I, I messed us all up, didn't I? Yeah, I mean, you we, did. We were yeah, talking yeah. about AU basketball, and I went yeah, off on yeah, why yeah. You know, certain people should play. Well, should I, play. The, the, the whole point is, if, if, if you're going to play summer ball, then you can find a team. You can find a team that fits what you want to get out of summer ball. Do you want to play summer ball just to play? You know, just to have something to do. Do you want to play summer ball to get better? You can find a competitive team to do that. Sure. But what I do recommend is is don't just jump out there because you're having to pay. You know, now I guarantee you, I, you know, it's been, what, uh, 10 years since, since, since my kids, last time we did travel baseball. You know, my kids finally, finally got out of that. Uh, you know, that last, that last year is probably between two and $3,000 we spent doing baseball. Well, it's, I mean, it, it's, you know, of course, I'm going to speak from the softball side of things. You know, we have kids in, in the past and probably in present, too, they will spend 1200 bucks to go try out for a team. You know, I had a young lady that, that played out of, out of Kansas City. You know, she'd travel each week from Northwest Arkansas to Kansas City or travel someplace to meet up with her team and go play. Mm-hmm. Those 1200 bucks just try out. Now, if she made the team, that money goes toward hotels, fees, you know, yeah. and all the fees and the uniforms and so on. But if she didn't make the team, hey, you're out 1200 bucks. And then you, get in, then you get into, okay, the, the player, the athlete, is taken care of when they go on the road on the weekends to play, food, rooms, whatever, because of sponsors. But mom and dad, you're on your own. And if you go play every weekend during the summer, even though you talk about nine or ten weekends, that's a little bit of cash. Yeah. yeah. What, what do you guys think about, you know, the fact that NCAA has come out and, 
you know, said, hey, we're going to relook at this whole recruiting aspect of it and put the emphasis back into the high school coaches. That's where, to me, that's where, I mean, those girls or boys playing that sport, their relationship is more built inside the high school than it is some of these AAU coaches. And now the NCAAs come out and said, maybe we need to look at, you know, where, where does that recruiting line fall? Should it be back towards the high school coaches, or should the emphasis still be on these A's? I don't. Th I don't think it ever changed. I think. I think it's where they meant for it to be the whole time. High school but, coaches, but it's not always happening that way. Well, that's what I'm saying. But it, but there's not a rule in, rule that they can put in place to change that. The only thing they can do is they can shut down AU basketball, or they can say that all these AU tournaments, college coaches can't go to. And the last thing you want to do is, is have any situation where it shuts down an opportunity for a kid to go play. Right. Now, I will say this, getting back to that real quick, and I know we're getting really long-winded on this subject right here. I was at a clinic this past summer, and, and it had to do with softball and baseball. And it was a softball college coach uh, that was at the podium, and they were speaking about this subject right here in recruiting. And, of course, me being me, I raised my hand. I said, okay, so let's say so-and-so is hitting 500. You know, their filling percentage is this. They, they, they had this pop time, whatever it might be. You mean to tell me that instead of talking to the high school coach, you're going to go talk to a guy that you have no idea what his background is, but he's representative of the summer league, mm -hmm. and you're going to talk to him over the top of a high school coach who's probably around the kid, teaching him in a class, yep. so on and so on. And that maybe it's just because I got a bar on the saddle or whatever. But that didn't sit right with me. I mean, that's that's the one problem that I have with it is I know from all the guys that coach high school and the females that coach high school, males that coach high school, that that's the ones you need to be talking to, in my opinion. Let me leave you with this, and then and then I'll I'll hush. But you you you've got a button that torques me right here. You know? So <laughs> here we go. Whenever you look at, let's take a basketball player. When you look at a basketball player and they say, "All right, this 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 guy here, he committed to Arkansas. He averaged this summer. He averaged 28 points, 13 rebounds, nine assists." Okay, who did he play? Exactly. You know, now he, I know that they go to some good tournaments where you play some good people, but from somebody that traveled that circuit with kids, you can find tournaments where you can walk in and you're the best one there. You know, you patch stats. Yes. Yeah. Now you go talk to a person in high school. You talk. This is my opinion. You talk to high school coach. You know who they played, and you can compare them to everybody. I think those stats are much more legit. Uh, and I, I truly think, I truly think that the college coaches have the kids' best interest in heart. And I think there's a, that percentage in AAU ball that does not have the kids' best interest at heart, I think every year that's changing. I think every year it's getting a little higher. You know, and I think it's a big money sport. It's obviously a big money sport oh, when you have Adidas and Nike and all them in there yeah. uh, supporting it. You know, so I appreciate you ruining my day. <laughs> you know. We, we had to have one topic well, tonight, and we've talked about this for a couple of weeks. There's always got to be one that's, that's maybe controversial, and, and we're going to talk about it. And, and next week we've got some things coming up also. But the uh, big thing about next week is uh, is we're hoping to get Hallie Waycaster on here and talk to her. Hallie was uh, a member of the women's national team, 17 and under, that, that just took a gold medal, uh, beat Mexico in the in the, in the tournament, uh, two to nothing to take that title. And uh, she was flying out of Columbus tonight, or we would have had her on the show. But definitely next week we're going to talk to Hallie and we're going to talk about Bentonville West softball and what it's like to go from Bentonville West and playing for a Team USA. Well, I, I guarantee the coaches she played for over there, 
they had kids playing where they need to be playing. I agree. I agree. You know? And it wasn't about what your mom and dad did. <laughs> I bet you faced her a time or two. Yeah. Oh, we, we faced her a few times, and I've made people mad by not pitching to her. But, I mean, that's uh, she's a phenomenal player, and she signed with Florida State already. I wish she could have been up here on the Hill. But we're going to talk to her about a lot of things next week, and I know we're looking forward to that. And I think a lot of people in, in northwest Arkansas really want to hear from her, especially about how she – God bless you. She represented not only the USA, but the state of Arkansas, northwest Arkansas. It's just phenomenal. She was starting center field reform and just did a great job throughout the tournament. And we're just very proud, very happy, uh, you know, what all she accomplished. And we, and we can't wait to talk to her next week. So we're going to leave you with that. I'll leave you one last time. Our, our email address, please email us. If you got any suggestions, anything you want us to cover, uh, that's oxandoz at gmail.com o-x-a-n-d-o-z at gmail.com we thank our sponsors Brian Dean once again thank you for being a great producer no let's talk him Brian let's talk him we don't, we don't need all that <laughs> Jeff Oxford my good buddy coach Randy Osmond's coach see you next week next week buddy